Anybody do that? That's weird. I do not understand this concept. I know that people do it. They get in a car and they just start driving. I have never done that in my life. I only like to get in a car if I know where I'm going. At least I think I know where I'm going. Sometimes plans change and you have to be flexible, but, but I like to know like we're going to eat or we're going to eat or we're going to eat. That's where I like to go uh, when I get in the vehicle. But I will tell you as a, as a Christian person, as a, as a believer in Jesus, that oftentimes we are called to just get in the car and drive. We are oftentimes called by God to just go. Our, our lesson today from the book of Acts tells about two guys named Paul and Barnabas. They were, they were guys that I don't understand how this happened. They had been praying. They were in Antioch. They had probably been there for eight to ten years praying, God, what would you have us do? And the Holy Spirit said, go. And they did. They're like, all right, rock it on, let's go. They get in a boat. They, they travel down to this, this other city. They get in a boat. They go to these, these islands consistently just going wherever God led them. I don't understand this. It's complicated. I don't get how anybody could possibly do that because I like to have my plan. I like to know what I'm going to do and I like it to always go the way I expect it to. I had the privilege this last week or the week and a half ago uh, to be on a group mission trip with some of our high school students uh, from here and some from St. Stephen and Waterford. There was a group of us, about 60, uh, who went on this, this trip. And I want to share uh, two stories that I think are going to help us walk through what it means sometimes that our best laid plans, our best laid moments don't always work out the way they are. So I have a picture of the first one I want to share with you. This was from my crew. Uh, there's a gentleman here in a gray shirt. His name was Tony. Now Tony, you can't tell from this picture, is in a wheelchair, kind of from behind there. Tony was the guy who I like to see at work camp. He was what we would like to call a talker. He is somebody that liked to share as much as possible. Normally, when you go on this trip, you, you go to a site, you go to a residence house, and you know, you'll say hi, you'll welcome them, you'll say who you are, and, and you might pray together, and then you start working, like, because things got to get done. And I'll be honest, that's the kind of person I am at work camp. I like to work. I like to bust it out. My goal is to be done by Thursday, I don't care what the project is, so I can go help somebody else get done, because we want to get the work done. But I learned very quickly that this week was not going to be that week for me. This week, God was going to call me to something different, which was sitting and listening to Tony. Because when I first introduced myself to him, he spent the next 45 minutes telling me about himself, talking to me. My crew had actually wandered away to start getting work done. They actually looked at me at one point and did the, wrap it up, we gotta start working. Like, this guy needs a wheelchair ramp. He hasn't been out of his house in almost a year. That was the farthest he had been at this point in a year. He couldn't get down his steps. He has a form of lupus. And I learned all these things about Tony. And I learned this week that sometimes my best laid calling, which I thought was to build a wheelchair ramp, was to sit and listen. 
because nobody talked to Tony. He had Meals on Wheels delivering meals and food, and when we saw them every day, it was literally, here's your food, and run back to the truck. Tony talked a lot. We were lucky to finish on Friday because Tony talked a lot. This week, God called me to listen to Tony. Not what I expected. I have another story I want to share. Um, this is from one of the other crews. Um, there's a lady right there in uh, blonde hair, kind of not in one of the white shirts or that red shirt kid. Um, but she was, was a lady probably in her 40s, maybe 50s. I don't know, Parker, how old was she? You have no idea. Good job. Probably, I'm going to say in her 40s, younger lady, um, she, during this week, had a crew at her house, and they were painting and building a deck, I believe, and, and, and on Thursday, she asked one of the adult leaders, who happened to be a pastor, she said, I want to be baptized. I, I want to be a part of this. I want to be part of, a, of, of, of people who will get in a stinky van and drive hours on end to be here and work on my house and paint on my house simply because they know Jesus. It wasn't what we expect. It's not just about building a wheelchair ramp or painting a house, but it's about eternity. This woman is, is in the kingdom with you and I because somebody went to paint her house and build a, a porch for her so she could get out. So the question is, what's God calling you to? Because I believe that God is calling each and every one of us to go, to do something. Now God is always doing that. God is, God's church is never, God's people are never meant to be stationary. They are never meant to just sit in their homes and do nothing. You are being called today by the gospel to go. The question is, where is that? Maybe for some of you, God is calling you to serve in a foreign country, to go to Africa, to go to South Africa, to go to India, to Russia, to China, to South America, to Mexicali. Maybe God is calling you right now, this very day, to say, I want you to be my hands and feet in a foreign country. Maybe God doesn't like you and it's like me and he calls you to sit in a gym floor with 27 boys and sleep in a racquetball court for a week. Let me say that again, 27 boys in a racquetball court for a week. God's calling isn't always easy. God's calling isn't always go as planned. Maybe God's calling you to talk to your neighbor and invite them to family praise and picnic in the park or your coworker. Maybe today you don't feel like you're called because you're not good enough, smart enough, or wonderful enough. God called some really awful guys. He called a guy named Paul who we heard about, right? Who was involved in murders. He calls you and me every single day to go. So what is your calling? Sometimes that calling doesn't go, go well. As, as we heard in the text, I want to point you out to one verse that I just thought was fascinating. 
we kind of read over it. Verse 13, it says, From Paphos, Paul and his companions sailed to Perga and Pamphylia, where John left them and returned to Jerusalem. It's kind of a, it's kind of a throwaway line. Like, we, you probably heard Pastor John reading it and had no idea what that was about. Because it seems like, well, John just went back to Jerusalem. John quit. And we know he quit because later in the book of Acts, Paul and Barnabas will actually have a fight about whether John Mark should go with them on their next missionary journey because he abandoned them. Sometimes God calls us to go it without people. Sometimes we were on the mission and we miss it. And we, and we leave. What's God calling you to? Who's he calling you to speak with? Who's he calling you to care for? Because he is. God's calling his church to go. And maybe you're sitting here in this, this morning and you have no idea who this Jesus guy is. You just showed up here and some friend invited you and you're sitting here and, and there's this guy up here talking about going and, and, and all this and you're like, I don't, I don't understand. Let me take a few seconds for you. I know this man named Jesus. He came to this earth, he came relentlessly to care for me, to love for me, and to die for me. He came and he changed my life because he loves me. And my life is never the same. If you don't know who that is and you haven't heard that call in your life, come see me. Come see the person sitting next to you. By the way, you might be being called to speak to the person sitting next to you. God is calling you to go. I think oftentimes in church we can come on Sunday morning and we feel like, okay, I did my church thing and the rest of the week, this Jesus thing doesn't really matter. My prayer for you this week is that this is not one of those weeks. My prayer for you this week is that you hear that call that says, go. And go, do it. Go find that person in your life, whether it's here locally or whether God's leading you to go overseas or leading you to go do this, or maybe he's leading you to talk to a family member. But go. The church always goes. And you are that church. Now go. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, you called Paul and Barnabas to go, and they went, and they changed the world. They spoke not only to these, these Jewish people, but they spoke to the Gentiles, and because of that, we are all sitting here today, knowing of your love, knowing of your grace, knowing of your promise. Lord, if we're called to listen, help us listen. If we're called to do, help us do. If we're called to love, help us to love. Open those doors, open those places in our lives so that we might go. So that our world will be changed. So that people's lives will be changed. So that our whole world may know of your love and mercy and grace. In your name we pray. Amen.